Yeah. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Let's Talk CFL Podcast. Roundtable discussion recorded live on Sunday and Wednesday nights. Visit Let's Talk CFL on Facebook for showtime. Brought to you by the Let's Talk Sports Groups on Facebook. Our partners, LostWolfOnSport.com. Stream live on BlogTalkRadio.com. Hey, good evening, football fans, and welcome to Let's Talk CFL podcast, episode number 423. I'm your host, Christopher Jones, and we got a light crew tonight. Uh, Will McDonald's joining me, and uh, Mark's being a pussy about having to work early in the morning again. And Charles is working late and had some late meeting, and he's rushing home to try to get back on for the back half of this show. So uh, we'll just kind of deal with it that way. Um, so, yeah, so what's happened in the week? We've, we've gone through free agency. Like last show was Tuesday night, was the first day of free agency, and all sorts of shit happened. Since then, nothing. Really, nothing. Nothing. You can't come out and say anything awesome or wonderful actually came out and said and, and did anything. Okay, yeah, we've got a couple of things that are happening, and there's some people that are all excited about, oh, my God, uh, Mika Aw signed with the Winnipeg Blue Bombs. Well, so what? He he was a beast for his little bit in, in BC, but he he never got his focus, never got his focus in Toronto. And he's going to go over to the Bomberland and be awesome because that's what Bomber fans want and think they are. Well, he's a middle linebacker, right? So uh, maybe maybe they're just trying to cut some salary in Winnipeg and their middle linebacker who, what, is Adam Big Hill? Yeah. So maybe they're going to cut Adam Big Hill or trade him or something because uh, he's costing them too much money. And they're going to replace him with Mika Awe because you know, they did sign him to a two-year deal. And that would put him, uh, you know, you don't just sign. He wouldn't, it's not a low-ball contract because he wouldn't sign a two-year deal on a low-ball contract. Because if he does come out and play an amazing game of football, he wants to back in free agency next year. So there's no way that he he, he got in there for a chump change. So they, they pay him extremely well to come on board in Winnipeg as a middle linebacker. Well, wow. doesn't make much sense, does it? I, I don't know. I don't know. Are we even going to talk about it? Is that part of the, the um, thing tonight? No. Um, no, we're going to talk about the whiner, Derek Dennis, and, uh, and Randy Ambrosi's uh, Grey Cup spiel. Oh, I like that one. Uh, Edmonton Eskimos uh, name change, or thereof. Um, kickers. We're going to talk about kickers tonight. Well, Will's going to love that. Okay, I'm gonna open up the mic. Let's uh, we'll come on in here as we. I really don't have much to say. I mean, shit, what's going on? Hey, William, how you doing, buddy? I'm good. It's I'm kind of shocked. Me, bro. You're you knew that, shocked. right? You're, you're, yeah, I knew that. You're not still talking. You know, I just, I just really, I just really hate people who don't make commitments to things. That's all I'm gonna say about that. Okay. You know what I mean? You commit well, I'm to here. something. Make sure you're there. I know. I'm always here. You're always here. I'm here. You know. I, well, for the most I part, know. I try to be, right? Mm-hmm. And, and if I'm me not too. here, it's because there's something something serious going on. I don't just me get like and, 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 and disappear. Oh, well. I guess maybe yeah, what, we, must have, we must have easier lives that we can make a commitment like this, maybe. I mean, well, let's face it. I'm not doing anything at nine o'clock at night other than sleeping. So what the fuck? Let's just 
miss a couple hours of sleep and talk about football. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. you know what our and you know what our and you know what our tender age we need as much sleep as we can get, right? I'm getting so. taking more and more sleep and I don't know why. It's kinda of weird. Getting old. I usually I sleep for like four hours a night, four and a half hours, sometimes five max. Now I'm like around six or seven hours a night. It's just like can't get my ass out of bed in the morning. It's disgusting. Yeah, I, I, don't I know. get that sometimes. I don't know what to do. I feel well, old. Well, you you're getting there, I guess. Yeah, 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 yeah. Shut up. But whatever. Okay, Me so too, what's happened? But, uh, yeah. Go Let's ahead. talk some football because, like, talking about okay. being old. Actually, you know, t- speaking of age, I've decided that I'm not going – it's not years anymore. We're not talking about years, okay? In this day and age of modern technology and everything else and, and gaming and everything else, they're levels. So now I have – I've reached a new level, okay? So – in, in March, like in two weeks, three weeks from now, I'm going to reach level 58, and that's pretty good. I, I'm impressed with getting to level 58. What do you think? Yeah. Is that a good idea? Well, 58 is pretty impressive, I guess. At, at level. Unless, you, unless, unless, okay, 58 level is pretty impressive. Yeah. I'm going, I think at the end of March, I'm going to a level 70 birthday okay and i guess yeah. that's pretty impressive too because this well, person who's turning 70 is in pretty good shape for a 70 year old well my my, my mother's hitting levels 90 this year yeah and i i just had an uncle in edmonton who turned 90 and uh my aunt his wife is also turning 90 this summer so that's yeah. a pretty good level yeah, and I just taught my mom today how to fa- uh, uh, FaceTime. Is it FaceTime? Oh, Is that right? Yeah. That what yeah. It, that's what yeah. it's called? Maybe she taught yeah. me. I don't know. Okay, so let's talk can, some football. So is that is that so she can see your face? Yeah, well, yes, but she's she's never come up to our house, right? Because she's, she's lives down on the coast, and she's never she's not going to make the trip up here to visit, right? So I actually got to walk right. around the house, showed her this, and showed her outside, and showed her my doggies uh, and stuff like that. So it's kind of cool. So right. we'll see what happens. But, okay. Yeah. Okay. Is she a football fan? Uh, she's a bigger hockey fan, so uh, oh, she will watch yeah, the Beast Lions games. She just won't watch any other games, Okay. Where she'll oh, watch okay. any yeah. hockey game. Yeah, okay. So Anyways, you can't, let's can't talk argue or complain with that. No, no, that's true. And hey, so if she made it to 90, that's pretty impressive. And is she of, is she of sound mind and body? Yes, yes, yes. No, yes. no popcorn okay. thing. Okay, sorry, <laughs> buddy. You have to talk to mommy when she gets home. My little three-year-old wants Papa to go popcorn, and I do that, but you know I can't just hand it over, hand the show over to you and let you play with it for a while. Uh, so anyhow, well, yeah, I could, I could talk to myself for an hour. You know that probably, but I'm now. not. Gonna, yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> regularly. It's just not usually on the air. So uh, yeah, we're going to yeah. talk for agency now. I'm trying to figure out what what's going on. So what happened and what hasn't happened since last week 
and he get, and Charles gave me this link to Three Down Nation with the CFL free agents. And there's really no way to tell what happened this week. Well, and, after free agency, and so not, nothing really has. Not, not really much has happened. Okay, I still think you have you have Darrell Walker out there, who's got to be the yes. biggest free agent left over. Uh, and, and um, that's been a week. What was that? It's been a week. Free agency is uh, yeah. over a week old now, and he's still not signed. Is he asking too much money? Well, of course he is. I mean, he made two seventy-five last year for thirty-year-old, thirty-year-old receiver. I don't care how good he is. No receiver is worth 275k. You have to be, you have to be, uh, what Terrell Owens for God's sake, without the attitude to make that kind of money in the CFL. So, you know, even even if you look back at free agency, uh, Toronto signed uh, Devarius Daniels and. Jawan Breskison, and apparently those guys are both making in the 200 grand range. That's too much for a receiver. I, I really think well, that depends too much on the receiver. receiver. Okay, I mean, okay, I, I don't, I don't. I'm a little biased here. Okay, Brian Burnham, who is to me is probably the premier or one of the elite receivers in the CFL, uh, is right. just signed a two-year deal for 200 grand a year. Up from 185, okay. and okay. you know, for somebody know. who pulls off those all-star catches and, and highlight reel catches, um, I don't think that that's too much for that receiver. 275,000 is fucking ridiculous. Well, but I I still think I still think you can you can do the receiver thing with uh, you know three or four okay guys. Look at Winnipeg last year, okay? Can you oh, name yeah. can, can you name one receiver on Winnipeg's team last year? No, because and not one receiver went over a thousand yards. In fact I don't I think the most they ever they did was six hundred and something was one receiver. Right. So I think it's putting too many eggs in one basket. And maybe But they didn't have a quarterback cheap. for most of the year, right? Well, that's true. Maybe the cheapness of John Huffnagel is rubbing off on me, okay? I don't believe you should pay for any kind of position like that. I still think you can find receivers in the U.S., and I think you can bring them in when they're 23, 24 years old, develop them for a couple of years, not pay them much money, and let them go, and they'll go to another team that will pay them $275,000. And I don't think it ever pays off. But that's the two seventy five or or even two hundred. You're paying to develop players for other teams, right? Okay. And then so you I'm, just I'm bring look, it. Then you just bring I'm looking at the guys. Bombers. Um, as an example, uh, you, you brought up this example. I'm looking okay. at the Bombers here. Kenny Waller uh, was the highest receiver last year at 637 yards. Uh, Darvin Adams was 549. And Nick Dembski was 543. Andrew Harris at 529. 
Lucky Whitehead, who everybody says was is the most amazing receiver in the CFL, 521. How how is that possible? You know, Chris William, uh, Chris Matthews, like the big Chris Matthews signing, 319 yards. They just yeah, didn't have a quarterback. Well, he didn't play very long either. They cut him, remember? Yeah, yeah. They, they he played 11 him, games. And then he went to Montreal. Then he went to Montreal. So, but mm-hmm. yeah, I I still think 150 to 175 is my receiver range, and that's as high as I would ever go. And yeah, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna sign the big guys, but I don't think you need big guys. I really don't. So, I mean, I look at uh, I look at Calgary, for example. Um, you usually do. Juwan, they let Juwan Breskison sign with another team. Well, they have three or four decent Canadians still, and mm-hmm. I don't think they're going to miss a beat there. To be honest with you, and yeah, once no. again, Hoffnagel's not going to pay the most amount of money. It's that simple. So, well, didn't they re-sign Reggie? No, Reggie Bagleton went to the NFL, didn't he? No, Reggie Reggie Bagleton went to the NFL. Yeah, <laughs> uh, and uh, he he but, actually was your highest receiver last year, and then Eric Rogers was over over a thousand yards as well. But the rest of them were really. Yeah non-consistent Breskison only got you know he was only there four games for 168 yards yeah he got hurt early so um but once again it goes back to it goes back to drafting guys from different provinces and the first chance they get they go back to the they go back to their home province so and I I think if that's going to be the the case going forward, I think you should just draft guys from Calgary or from Alberta, because it's always going to. Ha- it seems to always happen that way. So, yeah, I mean, it doesn't uh, always happen. I mean, there are players who play their entire career in a foreign city. Yeah, but it's getting further and further and farther in between now. Yeah. Okay, I can yes. think. Lamar Durant, he goes to BC last year, okay? Yeah. He's been in Calgary for four years. He was injured for the first two and a half, and then he has success in his fourth year, and he goes and signs with BC. Um, Jawan Breskison has been around Calgary for three years. Now he goes and signs in Toronto, I think he went, and he's an Ontario boy. So, I don't know tend to wonder what that's going to do for people. Charles just gave me a phone but, number, yeah. so let's 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 bring Charles in. Shall we do oh, that? Oh, is he back already? Good. It seems to be. He must have been speeding. Uh-oh. Hopefully we don't get the Anne-Marie answering machine. Charles? <laughs> I didn't get anything from Charles. It's a figment of your imagination. Yeah, I don't know. It's a cardboard replica of Charles. Uh, there's a notification. Yeah. Okay, I'll do it again, work. only I just, I'll, I'm going to put him into the screening room just so that we don't have to listen to all the noise. Okay, 
So, um, are you are you there now, Charles? Yes. I, uh, You're very quiet. Oh, sorry. How's that? That's much better. There we go. So we have Will online, and I have Charles now. Welcome to the show, buddy. Thank you very much. Sorry for being a little bit late, but work sometimes gets in the way. It does. Uh, You know, we were just talking about free agency and the lack of things that have happened in the last week. And uh, because there really was, you know, nothing. Darrell Walker's still out there. Uh, Derek Dennis is whining. Um, Mika Awe was a big signing for Winnipeg, or at least they say it is. Uh, that's only because I think they're going to release uh, Adam Big Hill. You know, Winnipeg's in in a salary crunch situation, so yeah. I don't know. Who cares? What? What? <laughs> that's that's just for Mark's benefit, Charles. Okay. He's not serious. He's not serious. Well. Why else would you sign a, a middle linebacker? I, I I am trying to figure out why. I you know, really am. And, and uh, why, it, it, unless you stole him, right? Unless you absolutely stole him, um, it, why would you sign him? And by signing him to a two-year deal, we know it wasn't a bargain. Yeah. I was actually quite surprised when uh... – I found out that they had signed a two-year. I figured it would be a one-year deal, but when I when I yeah. found out it was a two-year deal, I'm like, okay, no, they didn't get him on the cheap. If that's the case. Oh yeah, you, you sign him for a one-year deal. You get him for eighty-five thousand dollars a year. Uh, he because he's he's bombed the last couple of years. So and he was been injured, and he was injured with a groin, wasn't it? A groin injury. Yep. And that that's a takes a long time to heal, and if it ever does. And uh, so, you know, he has to come back and prove that he can play at a high, high caliber. So he's going to take it cheap on the first on the first year. So but he doesn't want to be in a cheap second year contract, because if he does come up and rip the league apart, then he wants to be able to shop his wares for the top dollar, because that's what he should do. So one year contract makes sense. You get cheap eighty five thousand dollars off. He does. Now you don't get it cheap, so you're paying him a, a buck fifty or a buck seventy five for a middle linebacker that you've already got Adam Big Hill for. In so what world does this make sense? Thinking about this, they did not sign Drake Nevis or Blake Nevis or whatever the crap his name is. He's one of the okay. step bomb, one of the bombers inside tackles. Drake Nevis. Maybe maybe they're going to run a three four this year. That's the There's only way that really makes sense. There's a possibility. So, Who in the league right now runs a 3-4? Who? What team? Nobody. Nobody. 3-4 hasn't been run in this nobody. league in a decade. But then well, if that's, that's the case, true. is there an advantage of doing that? Because nobody else you'll, is you'll get, doing it. That, it's because... It, when they were running a 3-4 package, it was more running game. Okay? Right. The pass rush was important. Now the pass rush is highly important, and you need four linemen to do it. So doing a 3-4 package in today's CFL makes no fucking sense. 
Yeah, but, you know, maybe Winnipeg's going to change it up so they can repeat. Last year they surprised us by running the ball every play. This year they're going to surprise us by having a 3-4 defense. I don't know, man. I'm just speculating here because it makes no sense for them unless they're going to move him to the outside. Right? But he didn't. Remember in B.C., we signed Mika Aw. We brought him in when Solly went down, right? Right. Yep. Okay. And Adam was in this. It was in the NFL with the New That's Orleans correct. Saints. So they brought in Mika Aw as a, a middle linebacker. Okay. And when Solly healthy and came back to the middle, they gave him the middle right away because that's what you would do with Solly. Mika, they punched Mika Aw out to the outside. And he was transparent. Nobody saw or heard from him. Again. Yeah, well. You know, I don't know. They got something in mind. Maybe they got him in mind as a special teams player. Who knows? And once yeah, again, why would, you, why would you pay him that money? I was going to but say, that's a lot, of, but lot to pay for that. But you don't know what they paid him. But he wouldn't sign a two-year deal at a, at a low-ball contract. I wouldn't. Well, yeah, but that's you. How do you know he would have preferred to do that than work at Burger King? I don't know. Okay? The, our life would be a lot easier if they would, if they would publicize these CFL contracts. Yep. Oh, shit. Okay. There's no reason why they shouldn't be. Well, I know. They're literally, the, I think, the only league, professional league in North America that does not publicize um, payroll and what players are making. Right. So, I don't know. I don't know. Who knows? But I guess we'll see come CFL season. Maybe maybe they signed Aw in case Big Hill gets hurt and he's going to be a blocking dummy for training camp. I don't know. But, I mean, you know, after the first day of free agency, not a lot of other guys have gotten signed since then. No. No. Which I'm pretty they surprised They haven't. By. I mean – there's still a plethora of receivers out there, and I'm really getting the uh, sense that these receivers out there, guys like Darrell Walker, guys like Naaman Roosevelt, they basically just pr- – I think they've pretty much priced themselves out of the market. Well, and we've, we've had that discussion already, and, okay. and Will says that yeah. he wouldn't pay more than 175000 for a, a wide receiver or a receiver of any kind. And, uh, and I understand it and, and don't agree with him. I mean, we got yeah, Brian Burnham in at two hundred grand right now, and uh, Will saying that's too much. And well, uh, but how, well, how old? How old is he? You know, Burnham's like twenty six, I think. It, no, okay, Burnham so is twenty nine. Twenty nine. Okay. Okay. You know, look at Darrell Walker and 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 uh, Naaman Roosevelt. Those guys are both thirty one years old. Or at least Darrell Walker is 31. Okay, younger, faster, cheaper. I guarantee you they're out there. Okay, 
I think it's just way too much money. Way too much money. So. So what's our current salary cap? I don't know. Five point six. Uh, it? I think it's like five. Five point six million or five point seven million in in that area. I don't know the exact number. Okay, I'm on Looney Cap right now, and mm-hmm. they're projecting yeah. uh, the uh, Calgary Stampeders at five point three, uh, Montreal at five point three five, and everybody tells us that they're they have salary cap issues, but okay, uh, the Argos at five three five, Cats at five three nine. The Riders at 5.4. The uh, Red Blacks at 6.0. Winnipeg at 6.08. BC at 6.19. And the Edmonton Eskimos at $7 million. Okay, so some of these teams have work to do with getting rid of salary. (laughs) Well, Edmonton has currently 91 active contracts. Okay, so they're going to cut a bunch of those. Yeah, they're, they're 40 of them have to go away. Right? Uh, high cats probably have the highest salary for the lowest amount of active contracts. And Saskatchewan is right there with them. And BC has the second highest contract so you know there's a lot of guys to cut there so their salary is going to come down too so I don't think that BC's in contract situation trouble for right now at all I don't know who why these Bomber fans keep whining and crying about that I think we can still have room for Darrell Walker but yeah uh, I don't mind uh, Will's theory of not not going after that going after some uh, young studs yeah, I mean, that's how we find well, I mean, Brian Burnham. Better for cheaper. I'm good with that. Yeah. Well, I mean, let's face it. What are the what are the three most important positions on a team right now? In my mind, in my mind, you need a quarterback. Yes. You need an you need an offensive line, and, and you, you need, need a defensive, defensive line. That's it. Okay. And I think the Lions pretty much have addressed all three of those things. Uh, not enough on the O-line, but yes. They could use another O-lineman, I think, but the the, the one signing they did was a very nice signing. Uh, what's his face? The guy from Ottawa. Riker Matthews, wasn't it? Riker Matthews. Or not Ottawa, but Hamilton. So, yeah. Yep. That, correct, Will. That's exactly what it is. So, you, you know, running backs, dime a dozen, they're anywhere. Why would you pay Andrew Harris $300,000 or $215,000? I don't get it. I don't get it why you're paying a running back uh, $215,000 a year. Yeah, I understand that he was the, the highest running back last year, but that's because you gave him the ball more than anybody else did. Okay? It's yeah, a bad but you argument. know what? Yeah, but I would throw in also Andrew Harris catches a lot of balls out of the backfield. Okay, so, so he's a receiver he's like, that's getting two hundred and fifteen thousand. You're telling me well, that no, that's no. too high. No, no, he's got he does both. Okay, he does both. So he's got two positions. He does both. Right. He does both. 
So, I mean, uh, no, I mean, I I don't think those positions. I mean, look at uh, didn't it get announced or sort of got announced today that C.J. Gable is done because nobody's well, no. gonna pay. He's, he he well, tweeted out uh, a picture of a pair of shoes hanging from the goalpost. So right. I, I think the reference was he's hanging them up. Okay. That's the only thing I can think of. Okay, so, but he's an old running back, and he's obviously not going to make the money he'd like to make, and he doesn't feel like getting beat up this year. No. Pretty simple, right? Yeah, yeah, no, I agree, I agree. So, and he must have something the, to fall back on. Who is the highest paid non-quarterback in the CFL? Is it Willie Jefferson? Yes. Yeah. Two sixty-five. Who's the okay, second? Okay, so Suk Chung. He's not up there at all. Oh, they said last year he was making two fifty. No, he's not making two fifty. Not not according that's, to this. Okay. I don't think that's right. He, he's not. He's not even in the two hundred range. I think he's one eighty-five. And is that this year or last year? Uh, both. Okay. So uh, next is Greg Ellingson, wide receiver, two hundred fifty thousand. Brandon Banks, oh, two forty-five. Okay, Adam Bigel, linebacker, two forty-five. Wait, wait, stop, stop, stop. Doesn't that go to my point? Yeah. Ellingson, is he worth two hundred fifty thousand dollars? What did he no. do last year? No, last Nothing. year he didn't do much at all. He stuck no, it up. No, he did not. That is correct. But he's in contract, so, you know, what do you do? <laughs> right. Okay. Then then comes Adam Big Hill at 245. Uh, Enoch Mwamba at 235. Jagger Davis at 230. Dane Evans at 230. Well, that's a quarterback. That's a that's the highest paid backup in the league. Personally, I love Adam Big Hill. I would not pay him 245. No. no that's absolutely too much not. For a linebacker. No, I wouldn't either. Right? Jagera Davis, yes, he's a defensive lineman. And he's a defensive great defensive lineman, lineman making 230. Okay, uh, Kwaku Botang. Edmund, he's yeah. making Donnie 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 Duetang. Did I did I say that pretty good though? Come on, you did actually. No, 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 I don't think you did. What did you I say? I thought he did. I thought I did. What'd you say? Say it again. Kwa- Botang. No, no, let him say it. Quat Quat. Okay. His name is Kwaku. Kwaku, Kwaku Boateng. Boateng, yes. Okay. He did not a bad job. Two and a quarter. Two and a t- quarter for Boomerang. He's a defensive player, and he's the best. He's the best lineman uh, Edmonton has. So yeah, 
Well, the, the, you go up into Toronto, and the various uh, Daniels just got two twenty. Okay, so so all these guys. Okay, Willie Jefferson, Donnie Duetang, um what's his name, Jagarin Davis, all making in the two hundreds, right? And Moamba, yep. right? Okay, so how is it? How is it that you have the four-time sack leader and he's making 163 this year? Four years in a row and he's making 163. How is that possible? That's a good question. Charlton Hughes is making 165. There you go. And, and last Zach, year Evans. He made and Zach Evans. Zach Evans is making more years. 150. What was that? Zach Evans, defensive lineman for the Riders, is making more money than Charlton Hughes. Uh huh. Uh, Suk Chung's contract isn't even two two hundred thousand. No. So is Lamar Durant. Sorry, what's Lamar Durant? Two hundred thousand. That's too much. Yeah. In my mind, that's arguing. too much. Yeah. Mind Mickey you, Johnson's maybe he gets a little hundred grand. Maybe he gets a little extra money because he's a Canadian receiver. So the the Canadian, yeah, adds value. I'm not yeah. sure that much value, but no, because Lamar Durant has never had a so thousand either. yard season. He's not even ever been a thousand yard receiver. He oh, was probably for... on pace for it if he didn't get hurt this year, but he got hurt. Well, yeah, but Charles, I've been saying that for. Uh, for four out of the last five years. You get hurt a lot. He was injury prone, yep. Yes. And I mean, I remember when Calgary drafted that guy, they said they were going to make him one of their main guys on their offense, and he just never stood up. So. James Franklin just signed in Saskatchewan for 115. Wow. You see, I think that's a fair con- I think that's a fair contract. Um probably um I don't think James Franklin likes it because he was supposedly the next one, but he never turned into it. But for a backup quarterback, that's a good deal. I think he should be happy making hundred and fifteen thousand dollars this year because we know what Jonathan Whoa. Jennings is making. Well, what He's not making anything right now because he doesn't have a job. Exactly. I think uh, <laughs> I think Nick Arbuckle last year made seventy five k. Really? As a backup. Yeah. yeah. He got bumped. Yeah, big time. But so, you know, that's a. I mean, if you think about it, James Franklin wasn't going anywhere. And if he signed there for 115, there wasn't a lot of people interested in him. No, no. So, you know, but once again, his best years were with Jason Moss. Maybe that's one of the reasons he went there. 
Now, they signed Matt Nichols at $560,000. Okay? And they signed Bethel Thompson at 307000 And they've got two receivers that are $200,000 apiece. Okay. Interesting. Well, they got one. Well, they got two, don't they? Who's the second one? I'm going to page two to see. Uh, Demarius no. Daniels, and what did they sign Jerron Breskison for? Uh, I, I don't have Breskison in, in this on page two, and that goes down to a hundred grand. Okay. The the next highest paid is Tommy Campbell, uh, DB, and he's making a hundred and fifty for Toronto. Right. right. So he took a pay cut. Yeah. Because Montreal Montreal released him. He was making one ninety last year, I do believe. Yeah. And, and I'm not saying that the loony cap here is the end-all, be-all uh, authority on, no. on salaries because there could be a zillion people missing here, and we don't know. Right. But, uh, yeah. It's amazing how different general managers have different philosophies. Mhm. You know what I mean? I mean, has any team won the Grey Cup because a wide receiver took over single-handedly and won everything? I don't think so. Brandon Banks sure gave it a hell of a try last year. Brandon Banks? Yeah. I don't Brandon like him. Brandon Banks? You mean uh, oh, Brandon Banks? Okay. Hamilton died in gas. A little, yes, a little worm. Yes, yes, yes. Well, yeah, it was 2011. No, sorry, 2006. Gene Roy Simon was a pretty dominant receiver, won the MOP and everything, and the Lions won the Grey Cup. Right. But he still needs a quarterback to throw him the ball, and that True. guy was pretty good, wasn't he? Yep. Who was the quarterback in 2006? Dave Dickinson. Oh, okay. There you go. There you go. That that was um, a rhetorical question, wasn't it, Will? Well, yes, it was. Um, okay. well, you know, there's another anyways. signing. There's another signing that happened last week that we didn't talk about. What's his name? Uh, Posey got signed to Hamilton. Yep. Yeah. And and. That will stop Brandon Banks from getting double teamed and triple teamed this year because they lost they lost the other little guy from last year. He went to the NFL. What was his name? I can't even remember. I don't know. Ray, uh, Addison. What was that? Ad- Raylan Addison. That's right. Devery Posey is only making one hundred and forty-five thousand. No, I know that. That's, okay. that's a good. That's, that's, that's a good. That's, that's a, good a good signing. Price for him. That's a good. That's pr- a good price for him. That's a good price for him. Mm-hmm. And he's still he's still fast as shit. So. Uh, 
Oh, Justin Medlock's still the highest paid kicker in the league. <laughs> oh, no, now I'm pissed off. You mean they actually pay kickers? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Jonathan Ryan. John Ryan I in Saskatchewan is making 100 grand. I thought it was a volunteer position. <laughs> they just pull guys off the street. Hey, anyone want to kick today? No, it used to, mm. it, it, kicking used to be, uh, it, you know, it was a wide receiver or it was somebody, right? It just, you didn't actually have a kicker on your team. Julia, Julio Caravetta used to kick for the Lions. He was a quarterback. Yeah, he was a backup quarterback. I remember that. Okay. Mm-hmm. Enough of this bullshit. Anything else you want to talk about on free agency, or are we going to move on? Let's move on. Yep. Agreed. Okay. I'll I do this Randy and Brosy thing because this, this, this looks pretty hot. Uh, he came out, Randy Ambrosi comes out, and he, uh, he he just, like, lays a bomb. It's just, like, seriously. And, you know, I don't like the man. I don't like what he's doing in uh, yeah, for the CFL and everything else. But I couldn't find fault with just about anything he said in this little speech, in this rant that he had. And, you know, I'm starting to understand CFL 2.0 a lot more now than what I did before. Because I just thought it was just stupid and lame trying to get, you know, fans from Germany to watch this game. Why he's not, that's not what he's trying to do. He's trying to get the German community in Canada to be watching the CFL. Okay? Say that they've got a ring back coming out of Japan. It's going to light up this league. And hoping that the Japanese-Canadian community comes to watch football. And that, to me, that makes sense. I, I don't have a problem with that. It's logical. And especially in a um, diverse demographics, as Vancouver, Toronto, Montreal are, more Toronto, uh, Vancouver than anywhere, but Vancouver and Toronto for sure, it makes sense to go into these different um, cultural bases and to try to get new fans. Do you, do, you, do you see a pro, con, anything? Anybody arguing on this one? No. No. And I've I, always I said the whole lot. Go on. Go his, ahead. Idea, his idea has always been to get maybe some TV revenue from these different countries, then, hey, any kind of revenue is good revenue. Mm -hmm. Correct. Right? 100% agree with that. But trying to get into these different, bring these different cultural communities that are already in Canada to start being fans of the game, how could that be a bad thing? 
I, I don't see it. I don't see it bad. It, it, it can only be a good thing. Okay. The next thing that he said is, is he wants to get the players and the uh, uh, team members out into the community more. Twenty-fold increase in numbers. I think that the Canadian CF, CFL players are out in the community more than any other sports organization in North America. I, I think so. Yep. And. To increase that, are we taking them away from playing the game? That's all I got to say. Well, okay, a lot of these players, okay, we football season is what, five months long, okay? Right. Seven months out of the year, there's no football. Twelve months, right? right? Yeah. So seven months out of the year. A lot of these people aren't in Canada during that time. They go back home. Some of them do. Some of them don't. You know, whatever. Americans. There's more Americans on the roster than anything. So um, they can go home or they stick around. So the guys who go home, they're not going to be out in the community. So the only chance that you're going to have for them to be out in the community is when they're supposed to be preparing for next week's football game. So you don't get a lot of player players out in the community during the football season. What just happened? What do you mean? What do you mean? I, I'm, I'm reading this thing on the Ottawa Sun, and some commercial is playing in my ear. Uh, it's just a pop-up probably then. It, it is. I just have to find it and shut it down. It's annoying. <laughs> yeah. So, I... I like what the CFL players and the CFL teams do in the community. I'm all over that. If you want to increase that a little bit and put some more emphasis in it, I'm okay with that. Okay? I'm okay with that. But I don't think that making that as high a priority is as important as what Ambrosi thinks it is. And I also don't think that – I don't want to take it away from the players. I don't want the players to get burned out. I don't want the players to think that they can't do this, and I don't want it to be interfering with their ability to play football. That's just my point on that one. Comments? I don't disagree with you. Me either. Right? Okay. Uh, next on to uh, he get, talked about the global players are not being utilized correctly. Uh, wh- there was one linebacker or somebody on was it Winnipeg that had some beast on special teams, German guy or something. Right. But yeah. All, uh... he, he was really the only global player that was was making a difference in the league. Right. Yep. I would agree. Yeah, that, that's what I was going to say. I mean, he's saying they're not being used properly, but they got to be good enough. You can't got to be good enough. Guy I... in just, you can't just throw a guy in just because he's an international player. He's got to be able to because contribute. he has a passport. Yeah. I agreed, hundred percent. I agree with you. Okay. Um, now they they are demanding two active global positions on the roster. I hope this is not watering down the game. Yeah. But 
You know, the point being is when I was growing up, when I was a wee young lad, it, there was like a, a massive revolt when a guy by the name of Boreas Salming started playing hockey for the Toronto Maple Leafs. Okay? Because he wasn't a Canadian. Okay? Now 30% of the players in the NHL are not Canadian. Or, or or European of, of origin. I actually don't know what the split on U.S. Canadian players are, but 30% are coming from the uh, are are not North American. And you don't see the NFL fans or NHL fans revolting in that capacity. They just want to see good football or good hockey. Right, I want to right. see good. I want to see good football. I don't want to bring foreign players in unless they're going to be improving my game. The one thing I mean, is, that's though, that this is, a, this is a similar argument that many people make about the Canadian ratio. Yep. Well, it, and it's, it it's true. Yeah. We're watering down our game by forcing Canadian players to play football. It really is the only league, really, that basically guarantees you a job based on your passport. Uh, where you're born, which is yeah. a little bit odd. I mean, hell, there's Japanese players playing in the MLB, right? Yep. And I, I'm I'm all over that because they deserve a roster spot. They're that good. There's Canadians playing in Major League Baseball. There's Canadians playing in basketball. There's Canadians playing in NFL. Okay, why? Because they're better than anybody else. Mm-hmm. So if the Canadians want to play in the CFL, they better be better than anybody else. If we can play, replace them by a cheaper uh, American, I'd do it in a heartbeat. I don't give a shit about the ratio. I really don't. That Canadian players playing Canadian football is not what makes the CFL great. It's the game. It's the game. It's the rules. It's the game. And it's the I, rules. It's how it's played. And I'm firmly in, of the belief, too, that if you drop the ratio altogether, you would still have a lot of Canadians playing in the CFL. Uh, Andrew Harris would still be playing in the CFL. Um, no, he wouldn't. Oh, you don't think so? Nope. I think he we'd would. Never knew, we'd, we'd never know who Andrew was. We would well, never know who he problem. was. He would never have got the shot coming from the Nanaimo Raiders. True. Wally would never have brought him onto the roster as a, a territorial protection because uh, of who he was. He would never have got to play football. He may be the best running back in the CFL right now, but how long did it take him to develop into that position? That's true. It and did take a while. Why do, why do we need six years to develop a Canadian player when we can pull somebody out of the box from America who's already done that development and cheaper? It, it would be the end of Canadian uh, football players. For the most part, I mean, there's Canadian football players in the NFL. They deserve to be there. So that means there are going to be Canadian football players that are going to try out for Canadian football. Okay, they're going to make it because they deserve to make it. 
but they're going to get based on their talent, not on the fact that we have to have a roster position for them. Mm-hmm. So instead of having 21 Canadians on your on your team, you might have three. You got to earn your spot. So what do you want? You know, how, how do you want to do it? Mm-hmm. Are, are, are we a Canadian league because we have Canadian players, or are we Canadian league because we have Canadian rules? Right. I, 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 don't, I don't care. I don't want to see Canadian football players that aren't capable of playing at the highest caliber that we need them to play. And the higher caliber the game is, the more uh, more fans you're going to get out watching. I mean, how many people that say that the CFL is Bush League? I mean, you know, Canadians well, right now are NFL fans. I mean, there's thousands of them. There's more NFL fans in Canada than there are CFL fans in Canada. Def- yep. Definitely in Vancouver. Yep. And Toronto. Definitely in Vancouver. Uh, you know, I have no question yep. that there are four times more, maybe even ten times more NFL fans in Vancouver than there are CFL. I don't okay? disagree. So I wouldn't disagree either. So if that's the case and we drop the ratio, are we going to get some of those fans? Because now this is not a watered-down league that we're giving crutches to players to play football? Is it time to end the ratio? Well, I don't think it's time to end the ratio, but you are partially right about it's the Canadian Football League because of the rules they have. And I I don't know if it would become that popular if we kept the same rules. What do you mean? Do you think it would lose popularity because we lost Canadian players? I do. Really? Yeah. Would it bother you? Um, somewhat. I wouldn't be totally. I, I wouldn't be totally against it, but I still think it has a lot to do with the rules. I mean, these people who love the NFL are used to watching four downs on a skinny field, and yeah. we would not change that if we changed. If we say we dropped Canadian players and changed the rules to American to American football, I'd probably never watch again. Oh, I wouldn't. It's boring. Absolutely. But if if you drop the Canadian players and kept the Canadian rules and the field size and everything else, it would be a better game. So we'd have higher caliber yeah, players. And, and I'm I'm searching I'm searching my mind to see if I've ever had if I go to CFL games to see a Canadian player, you know what I mean? I mean, Shit, I, I, I understand. Can't, I, 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 no, no, I'm a BC I Lions fan. I, I can't, 
I cannot yeah. name you one Canadian player on the BC Lions. Right, and I, I, I like that we have Canadian offensive linemen, and I like we have Canadian running backs, but you know who I go to watch at Calgary Stampeders games, right? Who is it? Olivier Mitchell. There you go, Olivier Mitchell. And an American. I'll also, and I'll also go this year if they, if they. If they sign an American kicker, of course, because um, that'll but get you're you know, going anyhow. That's okay. not the point. Um, well, yes, you know, I I, I'll tell you the BC Lions were a better team when they had American O linemen. So you say you like that there are Canadian O linemen. Yeah. I'd much rather have Rob yeah. Murphy and Jason Jimenez sitting on my line yeah. than any Canadian in the history of this game. Those guys were like a wall. Okay. Well, I've Absolutely. got a couple of... Uh, the Lions quarterbacks never got touched when those guys were around. Well, sure. And, and, and they were mean, too. And, and okay, very mean. In, in, the press, in the press conference this year, free agency, and, and the Stampeders talked about, uh, I think it was Rob McEwen that they got out of Toronto, a Canadian offensive lineman. Okay, they're going to start. Hoff said he's going to start three Canadians in the middle, and his tackles are going to be American. Why? Because American tackles seem to be better. And I'm sure that American linemen will be better because, and if you think about it, just go back to the numbers game, right? 22,000 players come out of the NCAA every year. As opposed yeah. to what twenty seven out of the CIF? I don't know. There isn't twenty twenty two thousand people in college, all college again. Uh, no, anyway. right? Of um, course not. Of course not. Playing football. I don't uh, think. I just had, I don't think I would want to uh, see them get rid of Canadian players altogether. I still like the fact that they have Canadians in the CFL. I do think the ratio should be adjusted. I don't think it's nearly where it should be. I mean, I would have no problem if you say that each team has to carry, you know, anywhere from six to eight Canadians on their roster minimum. You can still have a majority of your roster. Pardon? I'm okay with that. Yeah. You can still have a roster of players from wherever, but carry six to eight Canadians on your roster. I would like to at least see some semblance of Canadians that so that there's at least some guaranteed Canadian jobs, even though I'm kind of arguing against myself, what I was talking about earlier. But I don't think the ratio should be where it is right now. I think that's kind of – and I don't think it should matter. They should just have to be on the roster. It shouldn't matter whether they're starting or not. Start your best players. For for many, many years, the BC Lions had one Canadian on defense. J.R. LaRose yep. at safety. J.R. LaRose. Okay. The rest of them were always Americans. Why? Mm-hmm. Defense. Defensive players from America are better football players. Okay. And it's a bigger pool to draw from, too. It's a bigger pool to draw it's from. Just you a, get them cheaper. It's a numbers game. Right? So if you want to yeah. say, okay, you got to have one 
one defensive player is a Canadian. You got to have one receiver a Canadian. Your fullback's going to be a Canadian. You know, if you want to designate Canadian positions, I'm all over that. Yeah, I have no problem with that either. Okay. I I might only have four or five positions on the football team, but then, you know, you can uh, you can put them on on special teams. And that's where the majority of Canadians play anyhow. Yep. But, you know, I would much rather have an all-American offensive line and know that there's a gauntlet that the other team has to cross to get to my, my quarterback. Okay? I'd love to see Charlton Hughes play defensive line against an all-American O-line. He ain't going to get the sack total that he does. And if you ever want to see an example of that, go back and watch uh, the Baltimore Stallions play back in the ninety in the uh, mid nineties, yeah. where they were able to dress an all-American defensive. Well, they had all-Americans, period. Yes, but their, that, their defensive was. line were were scary good. Same thing with their offensive line. Their offensive line was like a brick wall. Right. So why was Baltimore the exception when? Uh, Shreveport couldn't field a, a, a team of clowns and, and they had the same criteria. I, I don't, you know, better I don't management. understand. Uh, better management, but I don't understand why it failed the way that it did. Because they, they had the ability to absolutely dominate and they didn't. So, yeah. Like Charles said, better coaching, better management, smarter guys. Don, Don Matthews was in there. That, Don that, Matthews that, was their coach. That was That's it. a big reason. Yeah, yeah. I think it was the GM, well, you know too, what? wasn't he? That, uh, no, Jim Pop with the GM. Oh, right. My bad. Yeah. But, you know, it's funny. Now that you bring that up, when you think back to the U.S. expansion, really Baltimore was the only one that fielded a good team. And yet all the U.S. teams were under the same rules that they could dress all American players, but most no, of them were no, crap. No. If I remember correctly, the Sacramento Gold Miners were a pretty good team, too. Mm, they were all right, but they were only really a 500 team. They, I don't think they were ever any higher than uh, that. Sacramento Gold about. Miners? I, I, was it the Gold Miners or was it San Antonio? Well, One of the San Antonio, teams I think, was really a good team. I I don't remember. I'm, I don't even know how to do it. I'm looking them up now. Uh, gold miners. Let's see, Sacramento Gold Miners. Uh, 1994 season, nine wins, eight losses. But they played more than that. They played at least two seasons. But I don't think they were any better the first season either. Um, here we go. CFL all-time record. Oh, that's player records. Um, okay, 1993. Sacramento Gold Miners. They were crap the first year. They were six and twelve. Then 94. They got better. They were nine and eight. Uh, maybe it was San Antonio had a good year. 
I think you're right. One of the other U.S. teams had a strong year. Um, okay, there we go. Uh, 1995, Baltimore 15 and three. San Antonio with 12 and six. Yeah. 12, 12 and, and Birmingham with 10 and eight. Yeah, Birmingham with 10 and eight. So you had That's three uh, American teams over 500. Birmingham Barracudas was uh, Matt Dunnigan. Yeah, that's right. And that was yeah, the end so they of the U.S. Three teams over five, oh, oh, we don't have yep. three teams in the Eastern Division that over over 500 football. Mm-hmm. But is that because of Canadians? Yeah. No, that's because of management. That's I mismanagement. We already established that. Right. But I'll tell you, I mean, uh, anyhow, let's uh, get past the U.S. expansion, okay? And and we're going to – okay, back to Randy's road trip because I'm having fun with this one. Okay, mm-hmm. uh, XFL. No, I'm not worried about the XFL. Randy's not worried about them. Uh, it, it It's so what? There's 27,000 – what did you say? 27,000 uh, NCAA uh, players graduating 22. every – at 22,000 every every year. I mean, so what? There's there's yep. a dozen teams down there with 52 players. How many are they going to take next year? You know, I I'm sorry, the rosters are full. There's probably enough between the Canada and the US. There's probably enough players to have six professional leagues and have yeah. them all be stacked. Yeah, not worried about that. April minicamp. Go ahead. Don't forget, there's all kinds of other football leagues in the world. Yeah. Okay. Europe and sure. And a lot of guys go there too, or some guys go there. Not a lot, some. Um. And it's a it's a legitimate thing. For example, um. Uh, Colton Huncheck, who plays for Calgary, his brother is also a quarterback for York University. His older brother is a quarterback. He didn't get drafted by the CFL. This was his last year in CIS or whatever you call it, U Sports. And I've talked to his father, and he's he's trying to go to Europe next year and play football. Yeah. So. But I was looking at the German league, and they only allow three international players That's per right. team. Yeah, That's the rest right. are all Germans. Yeah, yeah. so it, it's not. So are the are the German leagues uh, handicapping themselves to the quality of football that they play? Probably, yeah. Okay. So then the Canadians must be handicapping themselves to the quality of football that they play by having a ratio as well. And they are. And I've heard guys talk, and I mean, I've listened to old players from the 70s and 80s. And back then, apparently, some of the starting Americans were making less money than the backup Canadians. Yes. Okay? And that that was part of the Canadian League, too. Okay. Yeah, they paid Canadians more, so mm-hmm. they still do. Yeah, at times, yeah, they do. Right. If if you've got a um, a ratio busting player like Andrew Harris, he is going to make yeah. extra money because he's a Canadian and he frees up a roster spot somewhere else. 
Yes, he is. Okay. Yes, he is. Sure. Okay. Moving down here. April mini camps are toast because they didn't work. I'm good with that. Uh, CFL week that we had in uh, uh, Winnipeg and then Regina, or was it Regina and then Winnipeg? Uh, they're doing that again. This maybe not this year. They're they're trying to get it going again. They didn't do it last year because of the CBA, and they didn't think the players would show up because of their uh, uh, solidarity movement that they had. Yeah, during, so, uh, during the uh, labor thing. I, I understand. You know, you're negotiating a CBA. Uh, no problems. Uh, let's ditch that one. Co- finally, they're combining the Grey Cup and the Vanier Cup again. I love that about when this more than once. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 2011, we had the Vanier Cup game Saturday night. Then we went and, went and watched the BC Lions beat Winnipeg for the Grey Cup in, on Sunday. It was awesome. You remember that? Did you go to the Vanier Cup, Charles? No, I wasn't able to go to the Vanier Cup, no, but uh, I did watch it on TV. Okay, now here's the big bomb that Randy Ambrosi dropped. Changing the CFL playoffs. Okay. Two things that happen here. I disagree with this, but the first place team in the East and the first place team in the West would win their divisions and host the playoff game with the bye. Okay. The difference would be third, fourth, fifth, and sixth place teams in the league would make the playoffs. No more crossover. Doesn't matter if you get placed in the order of what your points are. Okay? So for the most part, it would be uh, in first place, we would have a Western team. In second place, we'd have an Eastern team. Then in uh, third place, we'd have the West, the West, the West, and then an East. Because usually there's an East team at the bottom that's pretty much there, right? Yep. So we'd have at least four Western teams, one, maybe two Eastern teams. Do you have a problem with this? The seating? No. Okay. Uh, Charles? You don't have a problem with the seeding of it? I don't. You know what? Let the best players get the – let the best teams go to the playoffs. If you're not – people are saying, oh, well, uh, you know, it's a gate-driven league. You'll lose interest. Well, then you better get better as a franchise then. If you're not making the playoffs, that's your fault. You should not be making it at the expense of another team with a better record. Agreed. William, I've said what, this for what did a you have time now. You were about to say something that you had a problem with this. What was your problem? Who, me? Yeah. I have I, I have no problem. I I agree with Charles 100%. It would force it would force the Eastern teams to get better. Yes. And I've said that but all they along. Don't have to, they don't have to get better. No. But if but if you're going to do that, I would also like to see them spread around um, how many times you play the East in a year 
as opposed to the West. Because right now it's what? You play Eastern teams twice and Western teams three times? Is that correct? Mm-hmm. If you're in the West? Uh, I believe that's right, so yeah. I'd like them to change that slightly. And I have no problem with that. So If that's going to be the case. Yeah, I mean, Hamilton got 15 wins last season. It was because they were beating up on Ottawa, Toronto, and and Montreal. Now, granted, Hamilton beat every Western team at at least once. Okay? So they deserved where they were because they were a good team, and they did come into the West and beat the West. But Toronto didn't win to beat a Western team, or did they? I don't remember. I don't think Montreal did. Ottawa did. Well, no, but but you just made the point. Nobody complained about Hamilton being in the playoffs last year. No, right? absolutely because not. They, they deserve good, to be there. They were a good football team. They were a they good, were a good team. football team. Okay, the other two, well, yeah, we have something that's – or the other one, I mean, Montreal was good, but were they? would they have been that good if they were in the West? So, yeah, I have no problem with – with him changing that whole thing. I wish he would. It would it would force other teams to get better. And and you know the three or, there's at least one pretty decent western team every year that doesn't make the playoffs. Yes. And that would change. Um well in what was it 2018? Edmonton missed the playoffs with a nine and nine record. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Wouldn't that have been first place in the East or close? No. Yes. Second no. place, anyway. No, Second. it would have. It, Ham, Hamilton hosted a playoff game with an eight and ten record. Yeah, so oh, that would have been first okay. in the East. No, that's that no, would have been second. Were, if they were in no, the No, they would have been. They would have been second, Charles. But you said Edmonton was nine and nine, right? Edmonton was nine and nine and missed the playoffs. Yeah. Hamilton was right. in second place at eight and ten. Oh, sorry, my mistake. I thought Hamilton was in first. You're right. No, no, Ottawa was. No, Ottawa was first. You're right. Right, 2018, uh, Ottawa was eleven and seven. Hamilton was eight and ten. Montreal five and thirteen. Toronto four and fourteen. Edmonton missed yep. the playoffs at nine and nine. They should have been second in the East. Now, they would have made, under Randy Ambrosi's new system, they would have made the playoffs. Ottawa would have been the only team in the East that would have made the playoffs. Mm -hmm. Okay? Not Hamilton. Now, a lot of Hamilton fans right now are losing their shit over this one. A lot of Toronto players are losing their shit over this one. But then Toronto hasn't made the playoffs in a few years. Anyhow, but um, here's my deal. They're saying that they wouldn't see an East... Uh, a West-West Grey Cup. Okay? Will, are you going to the Grey Cup this year? I, I'm starting to lean on the side of no. Okay. Charles, are you going? I thought about it, but probably not this year. But maybe Why? next year. But probably Why? not this year. Pardon? Why? You've been to the last two. Well, I, well, I wasn't at last year? year's. I wasn't at you last year's. Oh, okay. You didn't go to no, Calgary. No, I went two years ago. 
Okay, you went to Edmonton. Yeah. And, Will, you've gone the last two years. You went to Edmonton and you went to Calgary, right? Yes. Okay. And you're not going to go to Regina. Is it because it's in Regina? I don't want to freeze to death, too. Because it's it's, uh, just you don't want to do it this year. Can can <laughs> no fifth amendment no, constitution of the United States and Canada. You cannot take the fifth. There, there are there are a number of reasons. I've got a couple of trips planned this year, and okay, okay. my financial advisor won't let me take any more. But the biggest part for me is number one, I don't want to spend three or four days in Regina. Sorry for all those Regina fans that's going to upset. I know it's going to be a good party. Yes. But in my mind, there will be too many Ryder fans there. Okay. Um, the other thing The other thing is, I'm, you know what, after Calgary's semifinal playoff game last year, I really have no desire to sit in freezing cold weather anymore and watch football. And November in Saskatchewan, it could be pretty freaking cold. Yeah. Okay. So let, let, let's go back. To, let's go away from these things for a second. Do you care? If you're going to a Grey Cup game, do you, do you know who's going to be in it when you buy your ticket? Um, nope. The last, Back when the last two years, the last two years, I would say no. I did not know who was going to be in it. Okay. No, back when when I was going back in Edmonton, uh, we bought our tickets in like July. We had no idea who was going to be in the Grey Cup. Did you have any care. belief that the BC Lions were going to be there? Uh, I mean, I thought there was an outside chance, but I thought it was more we likely the than playoff not that they both were. Years. Yeah, I thought it was most likely that more likely than not that they weren't going to be there. Okay, so why did you go? I go did for you the care? whole event. Do you I go care who was party. there? Did no, it matter I didn't, who, I didn't what give teams were there? Did I go, it matter no, if it was... I go for the party. I, I go for the event. I go for the all the different parties, uh, you know, meeting up with other CFL fans. I go for the whole event, the whole weekend. It's not just a game. So I didn't care who I didn't care who was playing. To be perfectly honest, it would have been nice nope. if the Lions had been there. That, but that wasn't make or break for me. Oh, uh, of course. So would it have bothered you if these two cities could field competitive teams to watch Montreal and Ottawa in the Grey Cup? Nope, I wouldn't have cared. I'd have still gone. It, it, it doesn't matter if it's Toronto and Hamilton. It doesn't matter no. if it's Winnipeg you know, and, and Edmonton. It's still a championship. What do I care? I, you know, I, I'm I've, not happy I've if it's Saskatchewan. To, I don't like their fans. No. <laughs> I've talked to lots of people at the last two Grey Cups, and a lot of the people I've talked to, they go every year, and they say if their team is in it, it's just an added bonus. Right. Yes. They have no expectations, and it's just an added bonus if their team is in it. So. Agreed. Agreed. 100% agreed. So if that's the case, why does the, the East-West rivalry matter? It doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't. That's something people try and throw out there. I really don't think it's that big a deal. Some people it, it, try it to make that as an argument, but people, it, I, I honestly don't think it would be that big a deal. You know, you know in all honesty... Uh, being a BC Lions fan, 
I, there's not a Western team that I like. Okay? I would much rather watch Ottawa and Montreal play football than watch Saskatchewan play Hamilton or Calgary play Montreal or Winnipeg play anybody. And, or, or Edmonton. Can't stand them either. So, do you know what I mean? I, I, when I watch the Grey Cup, I'm rooting for the Eastern team. If BC's not playing, I'm rooting for the Eastern team. That, that's not a bad thing. So I don't care about the rivalry between East-West. I care about the rivalry within the Western Division. If there was a West Cup, it would be the, 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 the best game ever. Because it would be a good football well, game. You know, and it's funny, it was very different the last two years, okay? When I went to Edmonton, and I don't know if you're going to agree with this, Charles, but I thought it was a very pro-Ottawa Ottawa. There was a lot Edmonton. of people cheering for Ottawa there. Okay, and I was surrounded by Edmonton fans that were cheering for Ottawa. Last nice. year, in, but last year in Calgary... I would say it was a very pro-bomber group, to be honest with you. And I don't know if that... <coughs> was was that because of 28 years? Difference. Well, yeah, it, it had a lot to do with that. Of course it did. But Calgary fans weren't going to cheer for Hamilton. Not a chance. But the, yeah. the thing is, uh, I can kind of understand that, though, why you don't have people, a lot of people cheering for Calgary and Edmonton. Edmonton and Calgary people hate each other. They're rivals. Absolutely. The Eskimo fans are Absolutely. not going to cheer for the Stampeders. Ever. Absolutely. Ever. Ever. And vice versa. You'll never get Calgary fans cheering for the Eskimos. Yeah, you're a Calgary well, fan. Well, would you ever cheer for the Eskimos in the Grey Cup? Well, and I told you guys, my biggest dilemma this past year is it could have been Edmonton and Saskatchewan in the Grey Cup. Yeah, you I don't said you know didn't know if you would go then. I would cheer for, for the cheerleaders or something, okay? So here, here's my point being on this is nobody cares about the East-West rivalry to the point right now that there are no hotel rooms available in Saskatchewan, and we have not started the season yet. That's right. a problem. It, it, it's another discussion, and we're not going to go there. But what I'm trying to say is that there are fans from across this country, from every team in this, in this league. And in fact, there is a representation from the Baltimore Stallions that go to the Grey Cup every year. Mm-hmm. And their team has never been in the Grey Cup in a long time. Okay? So... It doesn't matter who is playing who in the Grey Cup. It doesn't matter that it's an East-West rivalry. It doesn't matter if it would be a Western-Western team. It doesn't matter if it's an Eastern-Eastern team. It just matters that it's Canadian football, and we're there because we love our game. Am I wrong? Nope, you're not. Nope, you're not. I'm sure there's a million people out there who disagree with you, but you're not wrong. There's some, but I don't think there's as many as you think. I think the true football fans, the purists, they wouldn't have an issue with it. 
it's the same thing with the Canadian players. We're we're not among. Well, I don't know if we're among the. Are we the silent majority that believe in this, and it's the the radical minority that the loudmouths that that come out against something like this, or or what? I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, I, to be totally honest, it would be something that if they do implement it, people will complain about it for like two or three weeks. By the time the season gets here, no one will care anymore. No, because you're cheering for your team. Yeah. Okay. Now, what do you guys think of the semifinal games being played on Saturday night or Saturday afternoon? I'm not crazy Anybody? about that. Uh, Why? I'm not crazy I prefer- about that. Why? You I. Like, like, like I've mentioned a thousand times before. A lot of people work on Saturdays, Christopher. Mm-hmm. Okay. A lot of people work Monday. Most people work yeah, Monday. So, so if yeah, you go so, to a late game Sunday night, especially if you're yeah. traveling for your team. You can't yeah. go to work Monday. Okay. But if you got it Saturday, you can travel late Friday night, just like I did when I went to the Calgary Stampede or BC Lions game. I traveled Friday, right? And then no, Saturday afternoon Saturday. I went home. And, and afternoon game. Did I go home Saturday night or did I go home no, Sunday? No, no, no. You, you got here Saturday. You went home Oh, I Sunday. got here Saturday morning and left Sunday. Yeah, right. Okay. And you can do that. On, but obviously you don't work on Saturdays. No, obviously I don't work on Saturday. But if it's a Sunday game, I do work on a Monday. And uh-huh. so do the majority of people. So how do you watch right. a, a late Sunday game and, and travel and get home for work? You have to take well, a day yeah, off work. But I, t- but I tend to wonder, okay, how many people travel to playoff games? I'm not talking about the Grey Cup. I'm talking to playoff games. I don't think there's a lot, to be honest with you. I don't know. I think some people do for a playoff game. Certainly more I than mean, a typical regular season game. I mean, if if there's a if there's a Edmonton Calgary playoff game and it's in Edmonton, am I going? Absolutely, I'm going. Okay. But I don't if think a Winnipeg, lot of people travel no. that much. No. Or Regina. Right. I'm just saying that you know, you know, for especially, I mean, when you look at the Vancouver, I'm going to use Vancouver as an example because it's what I know. How many people, Charles, that we know, travel? To watch the BC Lions play football. Everybody. <laughs> Literally, well, I mean, you you're traveling get, from Abbotsford. Yeah, I mean, I travel from right. that, to watch. It's a, it's a, a good hour drive just to get to BC Place. And More if there's traffic, it's a lot longer than that. That's what about Jeannie and, and Clarence? They come over from the Sunshine Coast, so they got to take a ferry. You got all these people coming over from Vancouver Island that got to take a ferry. You get you some. I don't know how big it is, but you're probably getting people from up in Kamloops and 
other spots up in the Okanagan that Merit. probably will travel down for the game. Merit, yeah, you, including yourself. But so you, you but get you quite won't, a few, I think. You'll get more people traveling Saturday night for a Saturday night game than you will have them going for a Sunday night game. Yeah, you're probably. It does give you that more uh, more time and so on. So I can kind of see your argument. I like the playoff games on Sunday because it's what I've used to. Hell, I grew up. Playoffs were always been on Sunday. It's not the end of the world to me if they do Saturday night games. We don't play football on Sundays the entire year. And then the playoffs have to be on Sundays. True. That's a good point. In what world does that make sense? Now, I understand Will saying that late November or in November games, having a night game, once the sun goes down, it gets cold. Yes. It's one thing to be minus 20 out in the sunshine in the afternoon, but it's another to be out there at 7 o'clock at night. Right. Or 10 o'clock at night. And I agree with him 100%. So Saturday night games would be a bad idea. But having Sunday afternoon, Saturday afternoon games doesn't have a problem for me. And I don't believe that we should have a 12 or 1 o'clock start time. Especially, okay? And I, I know I, I just, I'm counteracting my, my decision my, on this sunshine thing. But I don't want to watch football at 9 o'clock on the West Coast in the morning. I don't want a breakfast game, okay, because it's in an eastern time zone. There's three hours difference, and it's starting at noon, okay? What happens if we get a maritime team, and there's four hours difference, and there's a – they host a playoff game? I won't be out of bed, and the game will be starting. It's not true, but that's beside the point. Some people PVRs would be for. out of bed. What's that? It's what PVRs are for. PVRs. Yes, I understand that. But, and I also understand that the game is three hours long and that the West Coast game has to start after that. So, or the Western Division game has to start after that. So it starts at one in the afternoon and then the next game starts at one in the afternoon or four in the afternoon or wherever, whatever time zone they're in. I, I I don't know. It's Here's a tough a thought. One. Do like the NFL playoffs um, do and go at noon Pacific for the first game, which is 3 o'clock in the east, so there's still some daylight there, and then do the second game at 3 o'clock Pacific, which is 6 in the east. I, I agree with that. that one out. To me, it's a little bit more... Okay, so if you're doing if you're doing three o'clock, okay, you're doing three o'clock on the west coast for a game in Winnipeg. What time is it in Winnipeg? Five o'clock. Five. What time does the sun go down? Five. Probably right around that time. (laughs) Uh, It's going to be cold, and that's Will's argument. Okay, and that's a fair argument. Yeah, it is and it isn't. I'm turning into a giant pussy lately as far as cold weather goes. So, I mean, if it's in I Winnipeg, I, you can guarantee there's people yeah. out there without shirts on. Well, 
Yeah, well, no, he went to the NFL, so, um, and he's a player, so he'd usually wear a jersey. But no, I'm talking about fans in the air, in the stands, paint their body blue. About. I know. And then there's the idiots Jared with punk shorts. Jared and Chase would Jared and Chase would be sitting there with no shirts on, guaranteed. Chase, no question. So, I'm not convinced know. he owns the shirt. <laughs> <laughs> save a lot of money, wouldn't it? Okay. So, I, I think Saturday games are better. But here's why they've got them Saturday. Because Sunday, after the semifinals have been decided the team that has a bye picks which of the two winners of the previous day's games and who they want to play the next week so if you win the football game Saturday you don't know whether you're playing in the east or the west until the next day This is a little funky. Yeah. This I don't is the like part that I part. have the biggest issue with. I don't like it at all. I think it's way too gimmicky. I I'm not I'm not absolutely against it. But I'll tell you where I have a problem with it is. You're the number one team in the league, okay? You're the Hamilton Tiger Cats from last year, number one team in the league, okay? And they just want, and they're on a bye. And now the next team up, what was it? Who played? I, I got to go back to the standings from last year. Okay, so uh, hang on, that's the wrong year. Here we go. We got Hamilton. Now we got Montreal. That was ten and eight, and they played Edmonton, who were eight and ten. Okay. They should automatically, the low-end team automatically needs, should play the number one team. And the two middle ones play each other. So Calgary and Winnipeg should have played each other, which they did. And Montreal and Edmonton should play each other, which they did. And the winner of the Montreal-Edmonton game would play Hamilton, which they did. So nothing would have changed. Okay. So if you were the Hamilton Tiger Cats and you had a choice between picking Winnipeg Blue Bombers or the Montreal Alouettes to play football against, which team would you pick? You're probably picking Montreal. Montreal. Okay. So does this not give the Montreal Alouettes uh, extra momentum, extra um, drive to saying that Hamilton thinks we're pussies. It might. We're the lesser team in yep. the league right now. Yeah, it sure didn't show it in the game though. But but that's the risk you take. You, that's the risk you take when you pick when you're when you're picking uh, when you pick the team you're playing against. Maybe giving them motivation. But I mean, I I understand what you're saying. I. Uh, I personally don't like this at all, to be honest. I, I, it's, it's ridiculous to me. It's hokey. It is. It's a gimmick. 
That's all it is. So I, I'm I'm not opposed to it, but I'm not jumping up and down thinking that it's a wonderful thing. Okay. So. So that's the end of uh, Randy Ambrosi's little uh, State of the Union address. And uh, I I'm okay with most of what he said. Mm-hmm. So. So be it. Okay, moving on. We, we've got like less than half an hour left, and we're still on number three. It should go quick. After consulting with local Inuit groups, the Edmonton Eskimos are going to keep their name as is. Are they making the right choice? And I've gone toe-to-toe on several people on this one. Okay, how many Inuit people are there in Canada? No 100,000? 100,000? Exact number. No let's, let, let's just say 100,000 people, okay? There's 32 okay. million people in Canada, 32, 33 million people in Canada. Uh, let's say there's 100,000 Inuits, okay? I don't see a massive upswelling in the Inuit community being offended. In fact, the majority of them that I have heard from have said that they support the Edmonton Eskimos and they cheer for them because they represent them. Okay? Now we have one guy that steps up and is all offended by this and is and then you've got a bunch of snowflake liberals who who jump on this bandwagon and 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 and, and think that we're doing this mass bad thing to Inuit people when it's not the Edmonton Inuits. It's the Edmonton Eskimos. Correct. So I don't even understand where there's a problem. And what does Eskimo mean? Eskimo means eater of raw meat. That's a sexual definition, right? Mm-hmm. So what? I personally think that a football team that eats raw meat and has blood, guts, and veins dripping from their teeth would be a little bit more combative. I like the name, personally, and I disagree and oppose anybody who thinks that they're being disrespectful to a group of people. Because A, it's not the name of the group of people, and B, it, none of the people are arguing except for one or two or three or ten. It is the, 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 the minority that is bitching. I'm going to shut up. Charles, what's your thoughts? My thoughts are this is a controversy that isn't really a controversy. I, 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 like you, I've never seen a huge outcrying by people um over the name to me people have tried to go on and, and compare this to the Washington Redskins in the NFL quite frankly this is not the same thing the term redskin was specifically a term made it was derogatory uh, as a derogatory term it was a slang it was it was specifically derogatory 
that's not what Eskimo is. Um, there's nothing derogatory about it. Um, and I just, to me, this obviously, and the Eskimos have consulted with Inuit groups, and it seems to me like uh, they've been pretty much told the same thing because they ain't changing the name. And uh, I, I mean, I just, I think people just. There is a small minority of people out there that like to whine and complain about the. They look for things to protest. They really do, and um, I, I, to me, there's not no real reason for this to be um, that big an issue. It should not be a big issue because, quite frankly, no one was complaining about it. Nobody was yelling about it. So they talked to the Inuit people. The Inuit people obviously told them they're fine with it. It's time to move on and put this behind us. Well, you know what? You don't care. I'm shocked. I'm shocked and amazed that we wasted five minutes on this fucking subject. Okay, <laughs> Eskimos, Eskimos, Inuit. Just give me a break. There's too much PC correctness going around. And I don't even think this falls underneath PC correctness. There's nothing I don't wrong either. with the word Eskimo. There's nothing wrong with the word Eskimo, okay? And I'm sure you'll get a hundred different people slanting in a different way, but it's just a bunch of crap. That's all I got to say. Okay. It's the Edmonton Eskimos. End of story. Let's move on. We've got some history here going on. The CFLPA filed a grievance for Stamps linebacker Nate Hawley to get an NFL shot after the team would not release him to do so. Are they right? Who? The Stamps or the CFLPA? I'll tell you who's wrong here. If Nate Hawley wants to go to the NFL, then he should have written that into his contract. He did not write that into his contract. He is under no, the Stampeders are un, under absolutely no obligation to release him from a contract. Why would they do it? And 100%, I disagree with the CFLPA here. But, but, 100%, I disagree with the Calgary Stampeders for two th- reasons. One, you should never hold somebody back from taking their shot at greatness. Whether Nate Hawley deserves to go to the NFL or nothing else. He deserved to try. If he thought that he could, he should be able to. Two, what does this tell you about Nate Hawley's desire to play quality football for the Calgary Stampeders this coming season? It doesn't. There's no way in hell that he would do it. Okay? And we have seen this in coaches that have been denied opportunities to – go to try out for other positions on other teams that they just are not, they're lackluster in their performance after that. And one of the biggest examples of that was Noel Thorpe. Uh, So yeah, here's, here's my answer to that. CFLPA files a grievance. What good's it going to do? Nate Hawley isn't quality football player. I don't think he could have made the NFL. So him bitching about this is ridiculous. Two, the Stampeders should have let him go. Or three, the Stampeders should have let him go. If he wants to go down there and fall on his face, let him go. Goodbye. 
He obviously doesn't want to be on your team. He just, you force him to be on your team. He's not going to play football on your team. William, this one's yours. You know, and like I've told you a thousand times before, I have no issues with a guy trying to make a better lot in life. But obviously, Nate Hawley has signed a two-year contract. And I think that's the only reason they wouldn't let him go. Because, I mean, if you think about it, they let Trey Roberson go. They let uh, Reggie Begleton go. They let John Amos go. These guys were all at the end of their contract. Well, Nate Hawley, you were a nobody last year and you signed a two-year contract. So, in my mind, honor your obligations. And, and yeah, I don't think I'd like to think that he'll play well in Calgary this year, but, you know, he didn't have a chance, in my mind, of making the NFL. That's just my opinion. And I, I hate people who don't honor agreements. It's that simple. Go ahead, Charles. Well, I've always said that if someone has a chance to better themselves, they should let him go. That's my feeling. However, having said that, the Nate Hawley had a side contract with the Calgary Stampeders saying that he would play for them for two seasons. And but he had the option made... to put in there for an NFL clause. Yes, he had the he right to do, do that. Which he didn't do. Which he clearly didn't do. So, as far as I'm concerned, yeah, you're probably not happy with it. But the fact is, um, you know what? Um, You're not happy with it, but uh, this contract is signed. You didn't put the option in. You're more than welcome to go and ask. But if they say, no, we're not going to release you. We want you here this year. Well, that's the break. You signed a contract. You got to honor it. If they don't want to let you go, they are under absolutely no obligation to do so. Yes, like I said, I think they should. I think they should not hold him back if he has a chance down in the NFL. But if they decide, no, we don't want to let him go, that's their prerogative. So really when it comes right down with it, the CFLPA can file whatever grievance they want, but... To me, all the Stampeders got to do is say, "Look, we got a signed contract." I don't know how you argue against that. Um, they can point. Well, other teams uh, allowed to let them go. It doesn't matter. Though di- each player's different uh, situation. It's not the same with everybody. So yeah, he's going to be annoyed. But quite frankly, a signed contract is a signed contract. And if they say no, which they obviously did in this case. I just don't see any reason or way to just uh, walk away from that. you got to grin and bear it. Do you guys all remember Chris Williams? Hamilton oh, yes. Tiger Cats? Yep. He sat out the next season until his contract was going to expire. Good for him. What did it get him? Well, and I'll tell you, Chris Williams was a hell of a lot more talented football player than Nate Hawley is. Mm-hmm. 
I, you know, if I was the Calgary Stampede, I, I, I'm, I'm at a loss as to what to do right now. I would almost want to put him on the six-game injury list for the entire season so that he doesn't play an ounce of football, but you still have to pay his salary. So, I mean, if you, if you want to prove a point, that's what I would do. But then are you pissing off how many other players in the CFL that say, well, I'm not going to Calgary. But then Calgary doesn't really give a shit about that because they very rarely ever bring in players from other teams. Uh, I don't know. There's no winner. There is absolutely no winner in this situation. The PA is not going to win. Calgary Stampeders aren't going to win. Nate Hawley's not going to win. The CFL is not going to win. Yeah, like you said earlier, uh, is Neat Hawley going to go balls to the walls now for the Calgary Fan Peters, the team that uh, prevented him from taking his NFL shot? I just, I, I can't see that. That's just, all this is going to do is create more tension. And he's not going to want yeah, but, to be... Yeah, but if you go to the CFL, or if you play in the CFL next year, and you've been around for one year longer, and you play better than you did last year, Maybe you'll have a legitimate shot at the NFL. I, I agreed. Agreed. Understand that. It's it's what Nate Hawley's wants to do with the rest of his life right now is what his decision has to be. If he tanks the next season, his NFL window is gone forever. Okay. He has no hope of doing it of getting down there because I'm sure that there's not an NFL GM that is going to look at him if they know he tanked a season, even if he comes back in year three and lights up the universe. But you know what? I mean, Nate Hawley for the most part last year was a part-time player. Yeah. So, you know, why not play this year? And maybe you play like Alex Singleton or something like that. And then you have a legitimate shot next year and you can take it. And Calgary will release him. Guaranteed. Well, yeah, but he's well, also going to be a free agent. To, yeah, free agent. Right. His contract will be up. But they, they have to release him early. Yeah. Right. Like they did with Trey Roberson and all those other guys this year. And they would. Under under the majority of circumstances. Yeah, so I don't know. I, 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 you know what? We, we're just talking too much on this one, and I'm going to move on. I'm okay. done with him. Hey. I'm done with him. It, th- there's no winner in this situation at all. Uh, in, last, in a trade last week, the Argos received kicker, punter, Boris Beatty <laughs> from Montreal in exchange for kicker, Tyler Carpinia. How excited is Will about this, and is this the kind of Lateral move for the, both teams. Well, well, Will, how excited are you about Tor- this? Tor- Toronto, Toronto is going to win the Great Cup this year. Why? Because they got Boris Beatty? Because they got, they got Boris Beatty. He can kick the shit out of the ball. Yeah. Okay? I was, listen- I was listening to uh, uh, Montreal uh, on uh, Sirius XM, the announcers, and uh, I, I don't remember, but they, they Boris Beatty, uh, it wasn't Beatty. They, they pronounce it something else. Eighty. Bidet. I, I'd have to. Bidet. Bidet. That was it. <laughs> Boris Bidet. So he can clean assholes as well. Anyway. Yeah, he can clean assholes as well. Okay. They're kickers. Who cares? Let's move on. Yes, sir. 
CFL most That's outstanding offensive you, lineman, Derek Dennis, signs in the <laughs> XFL. Is this a surprise, and does his popping off on Twitter cause teams to shy away from him? No, his play on the field causes teams to shy away from him. Dennis Den- Derek Dennis is a has-been or never was in the CFL, okay? He had a great year, but that was because he had phenomenal line mates in Calgary. Um, no, he, he had went to two great years. He had two great years in Calgary. Yeah, yeah. Not la- not last year. So, no, but the year the, then the year before that he was in Saskatchewan. Then he was in Calgary. He was he won the most outstanding offensive lineman. I, I understand that, and, but it, it was because of, course, of his team more than and of him. course. Well, of course, he jumped ship to go to Saskatchewan for more money, and he yep. failed miserably there. And then Calgary let him back. And I know, then he which I was, was surprised somebody. at. And then he thought he was somebody. <clears throat> but if all he had to do was look at Calgary signing Sean McEwen, and we knew he wasn't going to be in Calgary this year because what they're going to do is they got Erdos and Bergman as guards, they're Canadians. They're going to use McEwen as their center, and they're going to use their center from last year as a tackle. He's an American, a Cumbre Williams, and he played outside a couple of games last year, and he did great. And then they're the other guy that they have, and that's what they're going to do. The writing was on the wall, and they also Derek Dennis have a couple was not of... coming back. No, no the, he wasn't. The question is. Is why did no other team pick him up? I don't care about Calgary right now because I I understand I think, why Calgary think, doesn't want him. Well, Calgary doesn't want him because he's a mouthpiece, and they yeah. don't like mouthpieces. He's always on Twitter. Okay, uh, yeah. two years ago, two years ago, John Huffdagel told Bo Levi Mitchell, "Get off Twitter. You haven't heard from him since." Okay, he knows where his bread is buttered. Right. Derek Dennis simple. is not that and smart. You know what? Derek Dennis, I hope he goes to the XFL and does great. But, I mean, some of the comments he's made on Twitter about he'll be back in the CFL for the playoffs because their season is over, he's not that good. Yeah. If he was that good, somebody else would have picked him up. O-linemen are not, are, are not that sought after right now. Uh, he's an you American. Have be, you have to be a good old American offensive lineman to be, play in the CFL, and you have to be able to play tackle. That's you have cool. to be an awesome American O lineman to play in the CFL. Yeah. Okay. And if, and to be honest with you, if uh, Brad Erdos had have not gotten a season-ending season injury at the beginning of the year, I don't think Derek Dennis would have been here last year either. Yeah. Probably not. Okay. Probably Moving right on from that. Derek Dennis because he's done. He's yes. gone. Uh, oh, it's over, right? There, he talks way oh, too much. There are O-linemen out there that want too much money, and they're not playing football this year because of that. Same with receivers. Uh, we're running out of time real fast. Red Blacks GM uh, Marcel Desjardins felt Nick Arbuckle was Ottawa's best quarterback option. Is he right, or was there another available QB that would have fit the bill in Ottawa? At the time, Nick Arbuckle was the only option for 
the Ottawa Red But there were other potential quarterbacks coming to the table. Uh, Zach Caleros and or Matt Nichols were going to hit free agency, one or the other, or both. As it was, uh, it was Matt Nichols. Uh, so should Marcel Desjardins have waited for Matt Nichols over Arbuckle? It's a big debate. Nick Arbuckle was 3-3. Three and three. He was 500 football on one of the best teams in the CFL last year. That's not screaming starter for me. Okay? It's just not. Um, well, but um, the other thing I would throw in there is Paul LaPolice knows Matt Nichols. That was the point that I was going to bring up. And I'm I, I wondering know. why. And that's probably why they signed Arbuckle. <laughs> it, it, it would be my understanding is Paul Lapolis had no desire for Matt Nichols to play for the Red Blacks. Correct. So was was he the best option? He might not have been the best option, but he was the only option. I think that I sense. think they paid too much money for him. But well, they didn't pay that much for him. Oh, he's going to make four plus. That's a guy who's got a 500 record and seven games experience. That's it. He's and he making, was making 70, 75 grand in Calgary last year. Yeah, he's got hard money of $420,000. Right. So did they overpay? I think so. Yeah. But they would have had to pay Matt Nichols more. Uh, Matt Nichols is uh, uh, guaranteed money is uh, three fifty. And and the other thing that really strikes me as strange here's one you guys probably don't know about is that is that uh, Arbuckle tried out for Calgary two years in a row and he got cut for yeah. Andrew Buckley who's a Canadian. What does that tell you? Yeah. Doesn't tell you, tell you much. I'm not jumping up and down about Ottawa's. Ottawa has not changed their position in this league. Not Not at all. I think they'll be the last team in the league next year. Yes. Is he an upgrade from Jonathan Jennings and Dominic Davis? Yes. Is he enough? No. Probably not. He could be. We don't know. At this point, never time, I, would be be- never I wouldn't be betting the bank on him. Okay. I'm no, under 90 seconds, either. so I'm going to wrap this one up real quick here. Uh, Arizona Cardinals general manager Steve Kim <laughs> called quarterback Richard Chris Strebler a legend in Canada. <laughs> a legend. He's not a legend in his own mind, never mind anybody <laughs> else's. Okay, maybe Manitoba, but he knows nothing about the CFL in Canada. Okay, I'm going to wrap the show up now. Uh, This has been Let's Talk CFL podcast, episode number 423. I'm your host, Christopher Jones, and I'm signing off tonight, and uh, I'll let my buddies do that for themselves. We'll see you next Tuesday night. Charles, say goodnight. Goodnight, folks. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you next week. William, Good night, everybody. Good night, everybody. Go Owls, go. Go Owls, go. Okay, you guys take care. We'll see you next week.